Put the honor back in Ring of Honor before Tony Condi. He's the analysis of the L-O-O-C. He's a straight shooter on Twitter. When it comes to wrestling, he has a radar from the mean streets of L.I. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. <laughs> What's going on, fellas? It's been a very, very, very rough week. It has. Yes. Let's just take a survey. 
You should. Just saying. Just saying. Wait for this one. Well, welcome to another episode of the Lucha Outsider Show. Ryan, how are you, bro? I'm good, man. I'm good. Same old stuff. Just uh, another day, man. Another day, another episode where we talk about wrestling. Leo, how are you? I am uh, doing pretty well. Um, You know, I I know a whole bunch of stuff happened this week. Uh, Some good, some not so good, some actually worse. But um, just happy to be uh, awake today. Yeah, yeah, that, that's uh, that's um, <laughs> the perfect way to put it, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, another day, another day that we're here, another day that we do a show. You know, it's a little, a lot of things has happened, including when it comes to the Lucha Outsiders, and we'll get to that a little bit later. But before we get started, give me a second. It's hashtag Rebel time. All right. Before we get started with everything else that happened in this week, which if you look at the list of Mario, it's actually a short list. But there's no way we could start talking about anything else and we don't mention the passing of Scott Hall. Mm -hmm. Um, This was a rough one. This was definitely a rough one for me. Um, There's been other rough ones um, in the past, but this one was rough because, you know, uh, I was a big fan of Scott, you know, Razor Ramon. Uh, I was very fortunate to meet him in the past, and every time I met the dude, he was cool. He was, you know, he used to ooze charisma. He he was a guy that he just kind of just stole the room with his coolness. And you could say that about Kevin Nash as well. Um, for those that don't know, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was like two weeks ago, he, he fell and needed to get hip surgery. And with his hip surgery, there were some complications, and that led to, if I'm not mistaken, it led to three heart attacks. Yeah. And that's what ultimately put him on life support. And, yeah, you know, I believe it was uh, Monday. Uh, the, the, his family had, a, um, they had to make a decision, and they took him off life support. And then he was actually still breathing for a couple hours after you know, um, they took life support off of him, and um, he passed away, man. Um, by that, later on that night, uh, all these wrestling companies, WWE, New Japan, AEW, Impact Wrestling, MLW, all these different companies, NWA, all these different companies just started putting, you know, rest in peace to Sky Hall. Uh, WWE did put a really, really nice video package on Monday Night Raw, and then throughout the week, we saw tributes from from all these different organizations, uh, wrestlers, you know, giving a wink and a nod to Scott Hall or, you know, just giving a, a proper respect and tribute to Scott Hall. Uh, yesterday at the Impact tapings, without going to any spoilers, the Bullet Club, Jay White, the Good Brothers, and Chris Bay, they also did a tribute for uh, Scott Hall. So, you know, this was a rough one for the wrestling world. Tremendous loss. You know, rest in peace to Scott Hall. Um, I told my mom, you know, when it happened, too, because my mom... She was from that era where she like knew all the wrestlers from like the eighties and nineties, and Shut up. she really loved the Outsiders. Yeah. You know, she loved Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. And when I told her that Scott Hall passed away, she started crying. You know, believe it or not, she was she was you know upset because she remembered when I was a kid, fucking, you know, throwing too sweet, too sweet, doing like the surfer walk at Scott Hall. You know, power bombing my pillows or outside <laughs> as my pillows and stuff. She remembered when I was a kid how I used to be obsessed with the NWO and you know and. Just wrestling in general. 
And she used to watch wrestling with me. I remember one time, I'll share this other story with you real quick, and then we'll just go around the room. So my dad, for those that don't know, my dad was a truck driver. So he used to be always on the road and stuff. And at one point in his life, he decided, he was like an owner-operator. He, has a, he had his own truck. So he used to take me on the road with him when, when I didn't have school, you know, when I had like a day off, you know, like a random school day off. Now fucking kids have, I feel like every other week they have like days off. But back when I was a kid. It was a struggle. It was a struggle to get like days <laughs> off from school. So when I used to be like on school vacation, whether it was like Easter break or just like Thanksgiving break or whatever, my dad would have to work. I would wake up with my dad at like 3, 4 in the morning and go on the road with him. It used to be long hours to the point where if it was like on a Monday or, like, on another day where wrestling would fall on, I would tell my mom, like, Ma, I need a favor. I need you to watch wrestling for me and tell me what happens. <laughs> so she would, so she would like, watch, like, the Monday Night Wars. I'm like, Ma, when he's on a commercial break, just switch to the other channel. She would stop watching her novelas to watch wrestling for me. Yeah, your mama trained. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like she didn't, she didn't really understand the storyline. So she was like, oh, that so-and-so, you know, hit him and... <laughs> I would make my mom watch this I for know, me. I know, le pegado. Right, right. <laughs> but, uh, and all, you know, I'm just saying all this to, like, cool. my mom did, like, know who Scott Hall was, and she was really upset that Scott Hall passed away. So rest in peace to Scott Hall, man. You truly will be missed, man. You couldn't be the fucking coolest guy every time I had an encounter with you. And, yeah, man, it, this is a rough one, and... I think if, if we want to just pay tribute and just kind of remember Scott Hall, let's just not focus on the negative and just focus on his struggles because he did overcome that. You know, we should just kind of focus on his legendary matches and promos like the one we just uh, played in the beginning of the show. And listen, a, a lot of things wouldn't happen today if it wasn't for Scott Hall. You know, Scott Hall and the Click as a whole, they played a big part in wrestling. Like, listen, if it wasn't for the Click, Scott Hall, you know, X-Pac, Shawn Michaels, Triple H... Um, Kevin Nash. If it wasn't for them, let's let's put it this way: there wouldn't be no NWO and the success of the WCW and the Monday Night Wars. There wouldn't be no DX. Okay, you can even make the argument if it, there w wasn't the click and just them going to WCW, we might have not even gotten Stone Cold Steve Austin like the popularity that he got. Okay, um, if it wasn't for the NWO and the click, the Bullet Club wouldn't even be a thing. You could even make the argument that maybe A and W wouldn't even be a thing. You can make that the argument, and I know some people are like, oh, what are you, fucking crazy? Like, no, if you really analyze everything and you look at the whole picture, a lot of it goes back to the click. So, you know, Scott Hall, not only did he make his mark in the wrestling business as a performer, but he also made his mark in the wrestling business just for the culture impact that he had. So, rest in peace to Scott Hall. I love you, bro, and I hope you're resting easy, man. Um... Ryan, take it away, bro. What you got? Yeah, I mean, listen, I couldn't have really said it any better than you. I mean, that was perfect. Um, it's it's a tremendous loss for the pro wrestling world and life itself. I mean, we lost a good guy. Um, it's sad how everything went down um, recently. And, and apparently, the past few years, he's been in pretty rough shape. I don't know if you got to read some of uh, Dave Meltzer's article or see some quotes about what he wrote about how Scott has just been struggling ever since the pandemic. Um, he really kind of fell back into a hole with uh, alcohol. I'm not sure about drugs, but he was just in pretty rough shape. It, the pandemic uh, did him in. And, uh, you know, DDP is, is a guy who really, I mean, obviously we know the story behind him helping Jake the Snake, right? Obviously we know the story about him helping Scott Hall many years ago to really, 
extend Scott Hall's life. If you think about it, yep. I mean, this guy was in pretty rough shape at one point and uh, man, if it wasn't for DDP helping him save his life, you know, and getting him clean and sober, man, it's just, uh, it's, it's crazy. And uh, you know, like I said, unfortunately him breaking his hip and then just, uh, I would assume, I mean, you know, just a freak thing where he just develops these yeah. blood clots and then, yeah. you know, ends up having these heart attacks and just, ugh, I mean, it, the whole thing is just so freaking sad, man. I, I, you know, it's like there's been wrestling deaths before that really hit home, you know, like some, some more so than others. And this was definitely one that hit home, man. It really, uh, like I said, he was a young guy still, you know, yeah. he was only 63, I believe. Yeah, 62, 63 years old. 60, yeah, I mean, that's that's young, man. And I know, like I said, he's had some struggles. He's had a rough go around for the past few years, but so freaking sad. Um, but yeah, I mean, when it comes to his impact on wrestling and this business as a whole. I mean, my goodness, this guy definitely changed the landscape in more ways than one. Like you just mentioned with the Monday night wars and just changing the whole trajectory trajectory um, of everything. And, you know, so many classic moments, so many classic matches, obviously the big one to me that stands out is his ladder match with Shawn Michaels. Uh, one of the greatest matches ever. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just unbelievable. Um, Honestly, one of the most underrated talents that never won a world title. And, and you know, that's fine. Uh, you know, there's a lot of guys out there who probably deserve to be world champion at some point and never got to win that big one. So uh, he's definitely one of them, man. He, he definitely deserved to be a world champion. And uh, like I said, it's just it's a damn shame. He, he's he's one guy, too, that I never got to meet. And it's unfortunate. And I've had so many chances, so many opportunities at different conventions and meet and greets and stuff like that. Just never happened um, for different reasons. I, I don't know why. I just never pulled the trigger on meeting him, him and Nash at any meet and greet. And it kind of sucks. I wish I did. Um, I've heard great things. I know you just mentioned that he's couldn't have been any cooler. And you, you could just tell, man. You could just see that. And I'll never forget that quote that he said at the end of the Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Um, 2014? what year it was. 2014? 2013? 2014? Yeah. I think it was 2014 and uh, you know, hard work pays off dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do, man. It'll yeah. live on forever. So uh, rest in peace to Scott. And it's, yeah, he's, he's really going to be missed, man. Especially um, that hall of fame speech, you know, he looked around in the, in the arena. And then when he says that final uh, line and bad guys do, he looks directly into the camera, bro. He, he just, he just, um he oozed charisma, man. Uh, Leo, you got any thoughts on uh, Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, bro? Yeah, of course. I'm going to be the old man in the room. <laughs> well. So, <laughs> so I was actually old enough to remember that time, right? Um, maybe you kids are a little bit younger. But um, so this is what happened, right? So you're right that, that, that Scott Hall or that Razor Ramon versus Shawn Michaels, it was the first time you had seen anything like that on TV. Um you kind of saw where, where Shawn Michaels went. And to me, that was actually the divide between um, WWE and WCW. It's like these two guys had that match, and it basically solidified them as one and two, right? But then you had your number two guy literally jump the barricade. Like, I remember watching that. I'm like, what the hell is this guy doing here? Like, just like he starts off. You know who I am. You just don't know why I'm here, right? 
And, you know, people talk about the forbidden door, to you know, and, and all this. And nowadays you had the Internet. But back in my day, we didn't have Internet. Well, we had Internet, but it wasn't what, what the dirt sheets were now. Dial-up. Oh, <laughs> anyway, Ryan's too young for that. But, <laughs> but, but what I mean was this. Oh, ever since that that Monday, you physically had to wait till that next Monday to get any answers. All you had to do was speculate. So now imagine high school, right, where everybody's sitting around, where everybody's there. What do you talk about? You talk about wrestling. You fantasy book. You had Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair even before WWE thought about it because that's the shit that we thought about back in that time. But this is what I mean. Scott Hall, jump in that barricade. You said something before, Mario, like he oozed charisma, mm-hmm. right? I was a Kevin Nash guy. I was, a, a you know, the, the quiet guy in the back with the hand up and shit, right? But Scott Hall had like that first view of the NWO. You're right. That whole DX thing that ended up happening, the whole Bullet Club, if you actually look at it, that is 95% Scott Hall. All the moves, all the the swagger. And one of the things, I actually told you off the air, but one of the things that always bothers me is people wait for now to remember how good this guy was. People wait now to say, okay, yeah, you know what? Razor Ramon, rest in peace. I wear the shirts every week. But, dude, like, acknowledge these people. There's a lot of guys, and, and you were talking about DDP and before. Do you guys remember that whole DDP thing and Jake the Snake when he was like he didn't even know that people cared about him? The documentary. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. People, The everyday fan, and it's not us. Because us here, we've talked about Scott Hall, we've talked about Kevin Nash, we still talk about, you know, uh, uh, things that happened in the past. But I'm talking about just the everyday fan. They have no idea what impact this guy had on the business itself. Mm-hmm. They had no imp- They have no idea. The whole takeover, yeah, Japan did it first, but WCW did it better. WCW did it better. You were basically speculating. You were at the edge of your seat. To see what Scott Hall was going to say. Because remember, the first five weeks, it was just him. There was no Kevin Nash. And he had you. Like, he he had you by the balls, basically. You had to wait. And Mario said it, too. You told your mom to, like, flip over, right? Mm -hmm. Because you weren't sure what the hell was going to happen. Scott Hall could show up at any match. And you were waiting for him. So, again, if people say that, that... McMahon's the only one with the ideas that he made Razor Ramon. No. Scott Hall made Razor Ramon. That first Raw where he comes out, and again, is the first time you had seen anything like that for a Spanish kid like me, eh, Espanol here. That was the first time you actually saw, aside from the weird, like, maskless, talkingless Spanish person, which was the Luchadors, this was the first time, even though he wasn't Spanish, but he was playing that Scarface. He was playing that that Cuban exile, you know, the the whole fucking vignettes and everything played up to the Spanish kid that was sitting there watching Scott Hall. You know, another thing about Scott Razor Ramon is I feel like his like um, taunts, like what he would do in the ring before and the, after the, the match, the toothpick, like the sur- surfer walk, like yeah, yeah. even like with the surf- surfer walk. I still do like the surfer walk, like unintentionally. Like I don't even realize that like I'm doing the Scott Hall walk. Like yesterday, like at the impact tapings, um, I'm 
respectful where I see where people are like video, you know, taping something or they're uh, recording something or they're taking pictures or whatever. I'll duck, right? I'll duck because I don't want to be in the shot, you know, because I'm not a piece of shit like some of the other people. Thank that you. Are pieces Thank of you. Shit wrestling shows, right? Legit. As I'm ducking, I am doing the surfer walk by like yeah. Scott Hall. <laughs> and then my buddy Scott, Scott Randy, is like, okay, Razor Ramon, calm down, right? And I'm like, dude, I didn't even realize I was doing it. Like, it just happened. Yeah. And, you know, the, 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 just as simple as him just pausing and just stalling the, hey, yo, just doing yeah. that alone. There was just so many things that Scott would do. It was very unique, you know? And it's sad. It's sad. Sad stuff. This one, this one hurt. This one hurt, you know, because uh, on top of everything that he's done in wrestling and the impact that he had, you know, I, I was fortunate fortunate enough to meet the guy, and he couldn't be any fucking cooler, man, you know? And he's He falls in the category where it's, um, uh, you know how some people say, like, don't meet your heroes? Well, he's mm-hmm. the opposite of that. He's like one of those where he was a childhood hero of mine, and he couldn't be any fucking cooler, you know? That's crazy, bro. Yeah, listen, everybody who I, I know have met him has said the same thing. Nobody has a bad... I mean, you know, that's with many wrestlers. It's good to have a good experience with, with some of these guys that you've looked up to for years. And, you know, he... Everybody who I've talked to who has met him says he's just as cool in person as he looks on TV, you know? Yeah. So, and that's that's awesome. Yeah, man. So, rest in peace to Scott Hall, man. Tremendous loss. And um, I, I don't... See, I don't know if there's interest. I mean, there. I'm sure there is interest there, but I don't know what he's gonna do. But I do wish him luck. After his father, um, after Scott Hall passed away, mm-hmm. um, Cody Hall, if you remember him back in 2015, yes. 2016, when he was in the New Bullet Japan, Club right? New Japan, right? Yes. Um, he kind of just disappeared, you know, from wrestling. I don't know if he stopped wrestling. I don't know if he had some heat on him, but he announced that he's um taking bookings again. So you know, oh. I, I do hope. I wish him well. You know, um. He had a bad injury. Oh, did he? Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I believe it was a head injury. I don't know if you remember. Um, was it, was it New Japan? Was it like a spot? It was a yes, spot, he right? Did like some, he did some crazy, like, I don't know if it was a moonsault, but he did some crazy spot off of, like, the top of, like, a railing onto, or... I think it landed, someone landed on him. Or maybe somebody landed on him. That's what I'm thinking yeah. of. Yeah, like the wrong way or whatever. And that was like the last time we saw him in New Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, re- I don't know why I remember this. <laughs> I was just, yeah. I was, you it know, does back sound, when it, I was like. It was like 2016, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, around that time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I do wish him well, you know, yeah. especially if he's going to if he's gonna come back, you know, and I guess like use this as motivation to like try to make an impact in wrestling. Um, No pun. I hope it. I hope it does work out for him, you know, because uh, it's tough, man. It's tough losing. Yeah, there's a picture of him being injured. Yeah, yeah. I think someone landed on him. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Uh, um, so yeah, I do wish him well. I know it's not easy losing a father or a parent, so uh, I do wish him well, and I, you know, hopefully Cody could, uh, you know, you know, get um get get pushed or you know make uh show up somewhere and just you know does good stuff. So. You know, just uh, rest in peace, Scott Hall, and well wishes to Cody and his and Scott Hall's whole family. All right. So you had your mom trained to watch wrestling for you. That's I'm, so cool. Yeah, yeah, man. It's not that I trained her. It's just like mom. I'm just saying, mom. I'm like mom. You never in a million years would my mother ever do that. <laughs> Mine neither. <laughs> she doesn't love me. And, and listen, let me put it this way. My mom trying to tell me what happened was the kicker. 
because like she didn't know some of these wrestling names. She only knew like you know the Outsiders and Hogan and I know, like, Chris, Chris Jericho and like she just you know um, some of the luchadors, you know. But yeah, my mom would do that for me from time to time. That's awesome. Yeah, when, only on days, only in days where, uh, like I said, like when I was like out with my dad, you know, when yeah. he, it would be like a long day, like just on the road, you know. Uh, I'm like, ma, you gotta do me a favor. So, <laughs> so that would happen. All right, let's uh, let's move on to some other negative news that happened this yeah. week, and this has to do with the Lucha Outsiders. So, well, who? With us, with oh. us, with us. So check this out. So Sunday, you know, we did the show, good show as usual, right? You know, us talking shit, talking smack, ha ha he he, yeah. slap on the knee, you know. And um, later on in the day. Man, my phone is buzzing. I'm like buzzing 1,000%. It's like ringing off. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Buzz, right? buzz. I look at my phone, and I see message after message galore. I'm talking about message after message on my personal page. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So I noticed that I got logged out from the Lucha Outsiders IG account. I'm like, what the fuck? I try to go back on the page and I notice that the name, they, they changed the name. Like it still says Lucha Outsiders, but they added like numbers and gimmicks on it and shit. And I'm like, oh no. I'm like, don't tell me they fucking hacked us. I'm like, no. So I try to log back in and nothing. Oh, then message after message saying like, hey, I think you guys got hacked. Hey, what the hell's going on here? But I'm like, oh my God. So now I'm emailing. I fucking message Leo. I'm like, bro, they hacked us. I messaged you, Ryan. I'm like, Yo, send out a tweet saying that we got hacked not to interact with this account. Dude, for like a good hour or two, I'm trying everything in my power to try to get this page back. Like, just sending emails, like, video selfie recognition shit. <laughs> um, Nothing, 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 nothing. Trouble, on top of all this, right? On this side. So, on yeah, Leo's <laughs> fucking emailing people, right? So on top, while all this is happening, Ryan, check this out. While all this is happening, obviously I let you know whatever, and I get a lot of people were messaging me, but it was getting to the point that was very overwhelming. Like, you yeah. have message after message saying, like, you got hacked, you got hacked, you got hacked. I'm like, dude, I know. It'll be like... It would be like three hours later, and someone's like, "Hey, what's up with your page? Did you get hacked?" I'm like, "Dude, I I'm I'm working on it." Like, like you know, shouts to Sam, but Sam, like three hours later after the page got hacked, that's when he messaged me, like saying, "Like, hey, what happened to your page?" I'm like, and and then I ended up messaging Sam like the the following day, dude. Like, dude, it was getting overwhelming to the point like it was message after message after message, and I'll say like 90, 95 percent of the people were. Like, hey, is there anything I could do? What can we do to help out? Hey, try doing this. I got a lot of messages that were like that. But then you also have like certain people, which they were in the low bargain, right? Like the five, three, the three percent, the the five, maybe even ten percent that try to make light of the situation. They try to be funny, whatever. And it's like, really, is is I, I don't need this shit right now because I'm trying to figure this shit out. And you're trying to be fucking funny, like yo, kiss my ass, bro. What's wrong with you? So like I just completely ignore those people. Like you're just yeah. not even you're not um you're not getting my time of day. But it was it was fucked up. It was really fucked up. Cause I know a lot of people are, are thinking like, well, it's just a fucking Instagram page, right? Like it's just social media. What's the big deal? But for me, 
if it would have been my personal page, I wouldn't really care too much. And not saying that I don't have sent- sentimental value on my personal page, but like I don't really post often on there. With the Lucha Outsiders page, like that's like my second job. Like I'm legit always posting content as much as I can on that's there. That's your baby. You know, we built this from the ground up from nothing. And, you know, it's just like, what the fuck? So I was telling Leo Monday, I'm like, dude, it's not looking good, bro. I'm giving it to Wednesday. Um, if we don't hear nothing yet on Wednesday, we'll just make an announcement that we start a new page. And just saying that alone, I'm just like, oh, man, starting all over. What the fuck? Yeah, man? right. It's just sort of that. It's just man, it's just it's depressing. Yeah. So I tried on Monday again, you know, sending more video selfie recognition shit, nothing. So by Tuesday morning, I already had like I I, I was just finally accept I was accepting like <sighs> I'm gonna it's have to over. make a new page. It's over. It's over. So I was like, you know what, let me try one more time. No, actually no, I'm lying. Monday night, like it was like maybe like midnight or whatever. I was like, let me try one more time. So whatever, I still logged in or whatever. And I tried a different way of like trying to get my page back where I was emailing Instagram and they asked me for, uh, they asked me to do a couple certain things. They emailed me back. They emailed me back that Tuesday morning and they asked me to do a couple things or whatever. I did that. And they gave me a link to change the password. So I'm like, oh my God, here we go. I click on the link. What happens when I click on the link and I try to change my password? It's instantly directing it to whoever hacked our account. So it was emailing that person and it was attached to their number, not mine. So I'm like, fuck. So I emailed Instagram and Facebook back and I tell them like, listen, the hacker changed everything. They changed everything. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no way I could, I can't even change the password. So then they send me another thing. They send me like another code or whatever. And me like digging through like the Instagram page, like get help logging in and all this other shit. I'm clicking buttons and clicking links. I finally found where I could hit this code I put the code in, gave me instant access to the page. And now I'm like paranoid as shit. I'm like, I have not having an anxiety attack, but now I'm like, hurry up. I'm like, hurry up and changing everything. (laughs) I'm logging this person out, changing the emails, changing the numbers. I create this password that's like super long. Like, it's just, man, it was just fuck, bro. It was really, really annoying. Bad. So then I changed the, the, the username. To Lucha X Outsiders because I still don't know, like I'm paranoid, so I don't know if this guy's gonna still try to get the page back somehow. Like I just don't know, whatever. So I made the video, I posted on my um, personal page and obviously on the on the Lucha page. And I will say this too, when I posted that first video announcing that the the page was hacked on my personal page, I was very shocked on like. Man, there's a lot of wrestling people that follow my personal page, too, because I really don't post as much wrestling shit on my personal page. I mostly right. just keep that with other stuff. I was like, wow, I was shocked. Like, I was getting, like, a lot of reshares for, like, <laughs> like on my personal page for that video. I was, like, shocked. But we got the page back. It was fucked up. It was so stressful. And, you know, thanks to everyone that, that supported us for the last couple of days, man, because it was really fucked up, man. It was really bad. But we got the page back, and... I think what we're. I think what I want to do is I'm probably gonna create a backup just in case. Um, just have that. Like even if I don't post often, like hey, listen, this is official backup. Just in case something does happen, you know, just get redirected over here, and then until we figure out what's going on with the page. But as of right now, the original OG Lucha Outsiders name, the username is back. I did a poll on our story saying like, hey, should we keep um, 
this version of the name or should we go back to the original one? And the people did, you know, they spoke and they said, no, go back to the original. So we're back to the original. Lucha Outsiders everywhere. And yeah, man, stressful week, but we got the page back. <laughs> yeah. So I was actually out with my family because it was my sister's birthday. And um, I just, you know, I, I just checked my phone during, you know, during the meal. And uh, I was like, oh, no. I was like, oh, man. I was like, geez. And, you know, I was trying to, like, check periodically if, you know, you had any updates and stuff like that. And I was seeing your videos and you tell me to tweet all this stuff out. How like, depressing. Oh, How fucking depressing. Yeah. Dude, because I know, man, like, I know what you built up. We, we've built up a or you've built up a community on there, man. Like, people like it's just it's like you said, it's like another job. Basically, you put so much work and so much effort into it. And I know firsthand from Royal Ramble, you yeah, know, with Brian, Brian. Yep. he's put in a lot of work with those pages, too. And then. That got, um, I don't think that got hacked. Instagram took it down. But point being is, uh, the page doesn't exist anymore because after like the third time, he's just like, listen, this is not even worth it anymore. So that page doesn't even exist anymore. Um, obviously, we don't want that to happen with us. And even creating a new page, it's like, yeah, starting from from scratch, it's like, damn, like how many years of work have you put into this just for some fucking low life loser to? be selling Bitcoin, you know, uh, just because, you know, he feels like being an asshole, you know? So luckily we got it back, but man, yeah, it's, uh, it's rough, man. I mean, I was stressing out too. So it was, uh, thank God. Thank God it all worked out in our favor. It was, yeah, it was, it was not good. It was not good. I was not at a good place last week. Let me put it this way. I'm like, Oh my God, are you fucking kidding me, man? Like, it's just like, this is the last thing I need right now, you know? Cause and on a Sunday too, like on a Sunday where like, you know, nobody's working like, you're just trying to, like, figure out the shit you're going to do for the rest of the week. And now you have to deal with this. And then even Monday, Mario, you're like, yo, we're going to give up. And then Tuesday was even worse. Yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it was like a it roller was the waiting game. It was a roller coaster of emotions, bro. <laughs> let me tell you. But uh, we got the page back, you know, and yeah, we're, we're back, baby. We're back. It's actually us. A lot of people blocked us. You know, a lot of people blocked us, rightfully so, because I'm like, listen, don't yeah. interact with this fucking account. Yeah. And this guy, yo, this hacker, let me tell you something. One of the posts, because I saw one of the posts that this jerk-off did, they took a they took a screenshot of a picture of me and Thunder Rosa, used that as their, like, yeah. background yeah. screen for, like, a post for selling Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just won $10,000. What the fuck, man? Ass. Oh, <laughs> Jesus I'm Christ. sorry, that's... A, that's it's, yo, I'm telling you, funny. man. <laughs> fuck the hackers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What a... What a fucked up week, but we got the page back. We're back, baby. We're back. All right, guys. Let's um, let's um, you know, it was some. It was a rough start to start this show, you know, especially with Scott Hall and then just breaking down the whole hacking situation. But let's let's get into some um uh, some stuff that happened this week. Let's start with the big one, Cody Rhodes. It, it all signs point that he signed to a deal, according to PW Insider, our boy Mike Johnson. He reported that he signed a deal with the WWE. It happened ten, about ten to fourteen days ago. He's rumored to, you know, have a match with Seth Rollins. There's a lot of conflicting reports saying that he's going to debut before Mania. The, no, that he's going to actually debut at Mania. We're not sure about that, but all signs point for Cody Rhodes to make his return. So now that that's out of the, you know, we don't have to question anymore whether he's going to return. Is he going to pop a Ring of Honor? Is he going to do something else? Is he going to create another promotion with Conrad or Jeff Jarrett? Obviously, none of that's going to happen. Now, the big question is, 
Does he show up with his kingdom theme? That's all I fucking care yeah. about at this point. That's all I give a shit about. I don't want to hear smoke and mirrors. I want to hear the kingdom. That's all I fucking care about. Ryan, what do you think about Cody Rhodes signing with WWE? And what are we going to expect here? Well, what are we expecting, huh? Yeah, I mean, I listen, I know a lot of people, myself included, were glued to my role last week in Jacksonville, uh, mm-hmm. thinking Cody was going to debut on that show and never happened. And I know a lot of people are pissed off and they're like, oh, I just don't care anymore. I just don't think he's coming. Obviously, he's coming. This is, uh, I mean, it's pretty much confirmed at this point. He signed a deal 10 to 14 days ago, I believe, Mike Johnson of uh, PW Insider said. So, listen, he signed and looks like he's debuting at WrestleMania, which at this point, that's cool with me. Um, It's going to be an awesome moment. I'm assuming Seth Rollins is going to come out and do some open challenge. And then Cody's going to... uh, you know, answer that open challenge, and I hope he gets a nice pop. And regarding the theme song, man, I think he comes out to Kingdom. I don't think um, anybody owns that. Yes! I think it's it's his. Yes! Yes! And listen, yes! that's the theme song he has to come he out to. to. He has to. You know, to, to get that pop and to get people who may have seen him on AEW and recognize the theme song, to get people to be like, wow, that's that Cody guy from AEW. He needs to do everything he did in AEW. He needs to come out with a blonde hair. He needs to come out to the Steam song. Um, yeah, man. it's. I'm really looking forward to seeing him back in WWE. I mean, WWE needs him. They need him desperately. The, the WrestleMania card needs him desperately, okay? they We need something to be excited over. And, um, yeah, it looks like it, it's a done deal, and I guess they'll keep throwing out some teasers for the next two Monday Night Raws, and Seth Rollins will make it seem like he's got no match at WrestleMania, but, uh, you know, it'll be an awesome moment when when the time comes. So I'm looking forward to it. I, I think, you know, it's and a lot of people were feeling some type of way when he left AEW, and they're like, oh, why is he going back? I don't want him to go back. I'm excited to see him back, man. I mean, this is this is where he belongs at this point in the game right now. He He's got no spot in AEW. AEW doesn't need him. And obviously, where else is he going to go? You know, he's not going to Ring of Honor. It's, that's the same thing as AEW now, essentially. So uh, this is the only place he's going to be a massive star. I really believe he's going to be a top star there. He's going to be booked right. And, uh, yeah, let's go. So I'm also a bit optimistic as well about Cody Rhodes, you know, re-debuting in WWE again, you know, showing up in WWE. Because one – just as an impact in the wrestling business, you have one of the founding fathers of AEW, okay? A couple months ago, this guy was fucking having a match with Andrade, going through a flaming table, getting yeah. a crazy match with Sammy Guevara in a ladder match, right? This is guys that was just holding one of their titles, like, uh, like to what, two months ago? month ago? Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. Whatever you want to, the, the time frame it is. Now, sh- former VP of, the, of your competitor... Now coming back to WWE, just like take away, take away whatever Cody's going to do in WWE. Let's not even bring that into the conversation yet. But the guy that was in your competitor in a top role, okay, he was one of the faces of AEW. That first year of AEW, he, that first couple months to a year in AEW, you could say he was one of the, the hottest wrestler in AEW. okay now he's coming back to the wwe that's that creates a shift whether people want to you know admit that or not that does create a shift now you have him showing up with in wwe i'm 
optimistic that they're going to treat him right. I do mm-hmm. hope that he debuts with, re-debuts with the Kingdom theme. I don't want to hear Smoke and Mirrors or none of that garbage. I want to hear Kingdom. That's what I want to hear. Okay. He's not coming out to Smoke and Mirrors. Don't For worry. the peckerheads that say that he's going to be Stardust again, that I say, is not, I say he's going to be Stardust. That's not going to happen, okay? <clears throat> Are you sure? Maybe somewhere down the line, if they want to do it right, where he's having like he something, you know, goes... A you mental know, breakdown. Mental breakdown or something. Maybe they could play that into a storyline, but that it has to be story based. It can't just be like, "Hey, I'm I'm just gonna be Stardust for no reason." There's got to be some storyline related to it's it. Good shit, kid. There's no way they're gonna pay him this amount of money, whatever he got pay, he got paid for this contract, all right? Because it was more what than what AEW was offering him. Okay, there's no way he's gonna come back to WWE. To be Stardust again. We need to get that idea out your heads. Like, if, if you have that idea in your head, you're just trying to hate on WWE. And listen, this is one of these reasons that we... This is one of these... Not even reasons. This is one of these times where... Let's just wait and see, okay? Let's just wait and see how he gets brought into the company. And if if it's rumored that he's going to have a match with Seth Rollins, that's a marquee match, him and Seth Rollins. Hey, yeah, that's, a, that's a match that potentially could steal the, the weekend as well. With Cody and Seth. So let's just wait and see. Let's not jump the gun here and say, like, he needs to be Stardust again. Oh, they're going to treat him like a Joe Bear. Oh, they're gonna, he's going to be chasing the 24-7 championship. If they're paying him this significant amount of money, there's no way that he's going to just be a, 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 low, a low card jobber. There's no way. No way. No way. Yeah. I mean, listen, I know people uh, don't want to give WWE any of the benefit of the doubt. And I, I totally understand that because of the way they've booked people previously. But, I mean, like listen to what you're saying specifically it just doesn't make sense to just pay him all this money bring him in and just bury him and and treat him as the same cody Rhodes as he once was in wwe like it, it they have very little top stars nowadays yes i mean that's a that's a big i mean we've talked about this on the show before uh, a few weeks ago or months ago at this point when cody first left AEW, it's like he probably felt like he could go there and be a massive star because they're lacking in that department right now, whether he's going to be a heel or a babyface, they're lacking top stars. Cody's going to be a top star. He's going to be in all the big time title matches, man. He's going to, he's going to end up being WWE champion or Universal champion. I hope it Either does one. happen. I hope it does happen. And another thing you, yeah. too, we I, I believe we spoke about this on that mini show that we did on Cody Rhodes when the news broke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not let not only Cody going to WWE is going to create the shit, but also. Let's not forget, Cody has his guy still in AEW that eventually their contracts are going to be up. Cody could be that bridge to these guys if they want to show up in WWE. If Cody yeah. gets treated well, that's going to open the door for all these guys in AEW that when their contracts are up, I'm like, listen, look how Cody's getting treated. Cody said I could go there and make this amount of money or do this or do that. That's going to create that bridge too if Cody gets treated well and I believe WWE wants that. Why wouldn't they? Why would they be stupid not to want that? I mean, if they really care, I mean, they say they don't care about the competition or they, they don't even acknowledge AEW as competition, but I mean, they'd be stupid not to want to try and, you know, take some of the talent away from AEW. I, I mean, it's just, that's, that's business. I don't know why they wouldn't want to. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, this, he's like I said, Cody's going to be booked to the point where I'm sure a lot of people are going to end up booing him at, at some point, you know, like when John Cena was booked in all these big title matches, winning all these championships, 
and being shoved down our throats and people started to turn on him. Same thing that happened with Roman Reigns. Same thing started to happen a little bit with Drew McIntyre. Um, <laughs> I'm sure Cody's going to get booed after a while because they're going to shove him. I, I firmly believe this. They're going to shove him down our throats to the point where he's going to be in every single big time match on whether it's pay-per-view or main events of raw or SmackDown. Um, dude, like I said, I'm, I'm looking forward to this run. I mean, Cody probably feels like, and let's be honest, he does have some unfinished business left to do in WWE, man. He left, he set out to be a massive star on his own. He bet on himself. Look at, the shit that he accomplished in, I don't know, four or five years being away from the company. Now he's going back and now, you know, he could become WWE champion, be on top of, of the world in WWE before he eventually retires. And then at that point, after that, you could literally say this guy has literally done it all in wrestling. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that's what he wants to accomplish. So I'm happy for the guy, man, as long as he's happy. Yeah, I'm happy. And like I said, I need a reason to get invested in WWE. I need a reason to tune into Raw or tune into SmackDown. Let me tell you, Raw feels like a repeat every single week. Every week. 1,000%. Every single week. At least if Cody's on, I'll have a reason to tune in. Right. Like, I did enjoy the Edge promo this week or whatever, but it's just, besides that, I feel like everything is just a repeat on that show. It's just like, it what is. the fuck, man? How many the times are going to see, B- how many times are going to see fucking Bianca Belair and Dewdrop have a match? Why am I seeing that on my TV? <laughs> what the fuck? Now with Cody, like I said, we're going to get Cody shoved down our throats, but I'm here for it. Yeah. And I'm really curious to see what kind of reaction. Cause I think at first the, the WWE diehards are going to look at this like, yes, the AEW guy that came back to the WWE. Yes, yes, yes. But eventually, I think they're going to turn on Cody. They will. They totally will. I mean, listen, I know it's a different audience. I mean, look at the, how the other people, how the AEW audience has turned on him. You know, the WWE audience, I know it's a lot different, but um, there's still some of those fans that are going to, you know, start to boo when, when a wrestler gets shoved down our throats. So, yeah, I fully expect people to turn on him. I think obviously originally he's coming in as a baby face, mm-hmm. uh, maybe the turn him heel. I don't know. Um, but like I said, one way or another, it's going to be really cool to see Cody in WWE again, because I mean, God, nobody ever thought that this would happen, especially since he created AEW and stuff. I mean, and smashing the throne at that first double or nothing show sure. and backstage. I, I remember this really well backstage. Somebody asked him, um, I forgot what the question was, but he was like, yeah, like, I can't go back now. Like that door has closed and I'm okay with that. If you go back and listen to that, uh, you know, <laughs> and look at him now. He's going back. So congratulations. You played yourself. And that, and that's, yeah. and that's a congratulations. Not that Cody's making the wrong decision. To go back to the, that's just a congratulations for saying that. And now saying back to the, that. Yeah. Right. Because it, never say never in wrestling. <laughs> never say never, man. Wrestling in 2022, anything could happen. It's wild. It, it's, it's really surreal, man. And we, we talked about it on that Cody episode, the mini show that we did. It's really surreal that one of the founding fathers of AEW is going back to the WWE. It's nuts. It's, it's kind of like we're going to see Cody Rhodes, right? A couple of months ago, this guy was main eventing with Andrade going through a flaming table. He's going to be a mania this year. You know how that nuts that sounds? It's, it's yeah. I mean, dude, he was just facing Sammy Guevara not too long ago in that ladder match. <sighs> I mean, that was at the end of January at this point. And who would have ever thought at that point this guy would be on the WrestleMania card? Like, dude, if you told me that, I would have been like, what? That makes no sense. This guy's an AEW, <laughs> you know? He's staying. He ain't he ain't leaving. Why would he go back to WWE? Oh, and then, boom, just everything just... <laughs> 
Funny, funny uh, how week to week we went from he's working as a free agent to he's going right to WWE. You remember that? We were talking about a couple of weeks ago, like, oh, he's a free agent. There's no contract. He has to be working out of the goodness of his heart. Fuck that. He knew what he was doing. <laughs> Go. Smart man, man. He's a smart man. He really is. Let me tell you something. I know we talk about, like, all these wrestlers that get, like, released and then pop up somewhere else when they do talk as Jericho. Like, obviously, we got, like, a really, really good episode for, oh, that, that for William good. Regal, right? That was good. Like, we got a really good episode of William Regal. On Talk of Jericho this this past week or whatever. Man, I am looking forward to Cody Rhodes and Broken Skull Sessions. <laughs> Let me tell Absolutely. you. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to that 1,000%. I mean, if, yeah. Je if Jericho was smart, he would use Talk is Jericho as like an exit interview. You know what I mean? Like when you leave a company, they're like, hey, do you want to have an exit interview with HR? The, Just... the, problem, <laughs> the, the, the problem is to um, see Austin has more leeway yeah. where he could have anybody he wants to do Broken Skull Sessions. When it comes to Jericho, for whatever reason, WWE doesn't really allow their talent to do Jericho's podcast anymore. Because, of course, because he's with AEW. Yeah. So if you have your guy in WWE go to a guy with AEW, then they're like, oh, there's Chris Jericho, and then they get. But the same happened to Cole Cabana when he used to do his weekly podcast. At some point, they Cole and WWE were on bad terms. Obviously, we know why. But then WWE talent were they couldn't do Colt's uh, podcast anymore, even though they they were at one point. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's weird the 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 backstage of wrestling politics, but. Uh, yeah, Cody Rhodes back at the WWE. Oh, the only thing I give a shit about is his theme song. That's it. <laughs> That's, That's all, I care all you care about. <laughs> That's all I care about. Like, I want. Don't get me wrong. I want him to be happy. I'm sure he's gonna get paid well, but I just want to hear his theme song. I don't want to hear nothing else if it's not that. Hey, thank you to our boy Tone who just saw that the page that we're live and we got the page back. So he goes, Lucha Outsiders are back. So Tone just shared it. Thank you, Tone. Shout out to the big dog Tone. Hey, roof, roof, roof. Uh, we mentioned Austin. We mentioned Stone Cold. So uh, we, uh, we haven't talked about this yet on this show, and that's uh, this Kevin Owens, Stone Cold, KO slash brawl slash unsanctioned slash some type of match slash it's a gimmick. It's a gimmick. Slash, slash. They're probably going to be backstage. It's going to be cinematic Dang. slash. I don't know. I don't know what else to call it, but. It's going to be Austin and it, his farm. It, it's, it's rumored. It's been rumored and reported that Austin's getting in ring shape. So we're getting something, you know. Um, how do you feel about this, Ryan? I don't know what to, to think or feel, man. I mean, listen, I was all on board if this was going to end up being announced as a match. Kevin Owens versus Stone Cold. He's getting in good shape. You could tell he's eating right. He's, he's uh, I saw a recent photo of him, or maybe I don't know how recent it was, but he looked like he was in good shape. There was rumors. Um, and if you go back and I think high spots helped, helped with it. They, they like sent a ring to his house or something like that for him yeah. to start working out. And this was back in August, I believe. And nobody thought anything of it because obviously why would you? Um, but man, I firmly believe that this guy could go um, for 15 minutes, 15 or 20 minutes. I truly believe that. And I don't know why I do. I just feel like, I mean, he hasn't done this in a while. He looks like he's in great shape. He's eating right. I mean, I just feel like, and if if he's in there with a guy like Kevin Owens who could really help carry him, mm -hmm. I think he he could go for a decent amount of time. I think he could surprise himself and a lot of people. 
Um, so I was all on board with this, with the rumors of the, it being an actual match announced as Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Kevin Owens, man. Put that on the marquee, put that on a posters, put that on Sports Center, post it everywhere, man. I, I was all on board for that. But now them announcing this as the KO show, it just to me, I'm just like, like this is so freaking dumb, man. It waters like, it down a bit. What was that? It waters it down a bit. A lot I mean, of it. it. Yeah, it, it makes me less excited. And listen, it's got to be more than just the KO show where Kevin Owens insults Stone Cold. He hits him with a stunner and then he celebrates with beer. Because okay, we, they, we got that last time in Dallas. Right, it needs to be more. Right. We are not. That's not happening. If that happens, bro. I would laugh my ass off because they would they that would be the biggest troll job of it all. Because listen, as much as I love Stone Cold, let's not pretend and they are pretending like we have not seen this guy in 19 years. Right, right. Like we just we like we haven't seen him throughout the years. Like Raw 25, right. he fucking stunned Shane and Vince. We've seen this at nauseum already where he comes out, he does the same shtick. And I, I, I love Stone Cold, man. I love Stone Cold. But I don't need to see him coming out and st stunnering people. And you, you want something beer. more. We've, yeah, we've seen that. And I already know what to expect every single time he's announced to come out to a Raw, you know, Raw 25, same ordeal. You know, you already know. It's all very predictable. He's going to stun somebody and celebrate with beer. That's, that's, that's the extent of what he's going to do. So I need more here. And... I know a lot of people think that this could possibly turn into a match. I, f I firmly believe it's going to be I – and I don't even know if you remember this. And probably a lot of people might not. But now that I bring it up, maybe people will. Remember when The Rock faced Eric Rowan, WrestleMania yeah, yes. 32? You were there. Yeah, I was there. The worst WrestleMania of all time. <laughs> yeah. Well, th th let me tell you, th this, this, this year's WrestleMania is going to be uh, rivaling that. Um, but anyways, that was – an actual match, okay? Nobody really remembers it as a match. That I'm is a sure. disgusting ass. But people, I mean, that was a match. That'll go down on the WrestleMania card as an actual match. I believe it'll probably be the same thing here. This might last five minutes, maybe, um, where Austin does some things and Kevin Owens does some things and then Stunner, done one, two, three, five minutes tops. Probably the Undertaker, John Cena-esque, just really quick and in and out so you, Stone Cold doesn't get exposed for maybe being rusty in there. But I do believe it's going to go under the banner as an actual match. My thing is, I just feel like from a business standpoint, why wouldn't you want to promote the shit out of Stone Cold Wrestling, right? Like, why not just promote it now, weeks leading up to it? Stone Cold is wrestling. It's in-ring return. First time in 19 years. I don't know why they, if this is going to turn into a match, why they're not advertising Fo it as that in the first Fox time. 5, CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, all these different places are doing a better job at marketing it as a wrestling match than the WWE is. Oh, WWE fooled everybody. <laughs> they, they fooled uh, sports center ESPN. They all posted tweets after Kevin, um, after stone cold's video responding to Owens. That, they was, said, a, that was a pretty dope video. I gotta admit. No, I mean, it was great and he could still cut a promo. I mean, there's no doubt about that, but they fooled ESPN so much by thinking this was an actual match. I think sports center posted uh like, Instagram posts and, and tweets about how Steve Austin is stepping back into the ring against Kevin Owens yeah. at Mania. Yeah, they all And, did. like, that's just not what they said. <laughs> the whole thing is very confusing for no reason. All right, so this is this is what I expect, okay? And this is without me knowing anything. This is how I look at this, right? Fantasy book it, baby. While 
I just I haven't really been in. And listen, I love Kevin Owens on the mic. I, I love Kevin Owens in general. Uh, fun fact: my dad was a big fan of Kevin Owens as well. But I, I really haven't been enjoying the fact that just the same shit that Kevin Owens is doing every single week, like just trashing Texas. Like it, it's just getting kind of repetitive at this point, and I need something more. Nonetheless, what I expect at WrestleMania is yeah, they're 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 booking it as like a quote unquote KO show. But I expect about a 10-minute brawl between Kevin Owens and Stone Cold. That's what I'm expecting. And this is why I say this. While Austin hasn't wrestled a match since, what was it, uh, WrestleMania 19. That was 2003. He lost Mm -hmm. to The Rock. That was his last match, right? But after that, when he was like a GM and he was doing all that stuff, he would still, like, do these brawls. They'll get physical. He would get physical, right? You also got to understand, after Stone Cold broke his neck, um, after that Owen Hart match, right, he had to change his whole style. So he wasn't a mat technician anymore. He kind of became of a brawler. If you go back and watch Austin's matches, he, he hardly took bumps. He would take a bump here and there, but not compared to, like, the average wrestler. So he became more of a brawler. I'm going under the impression that we're going to get a full-fledged like street fight slash brawl between Kevin Owens and Stone Cold, and Kevin Owens is going to make Stone Cold look like a million bucks. That's what I'm expecting out of this. Yeah, I could totally see that. I, I'd love that. I'd be all for that. Listen, that's what it should be. But my problem is they should be advertising it, it as yeah. such. Yeah. Yeah, to get people more excited, to get myself more excited – I mean, listen, like like I said before, when, when we were talking about Cody Rhodes, this WrestleMania card needs a shot in the arm, man. They need something exciting. If if they announce this as an actual match, plus you get Cody and Seth, plus you get a- Edge and AJ, I mean, you know, Brock and Roman, Ronda, Charlotte, Becky, you know, I mean, that's, I mean, those are pretty solid things right there. You know, put aside the fact that we still got a lot of crap with the celebrity matches and all that, that stuff, but at least all the matches I just mentioned would have made up for that, but you know, nobody really knows what to think. So, like, how could you get excited for the Kevin Owens show with Stone Cold when you don't really know what's even going to happen? How, and, and you you know WWE is is known to disappoint you. How so, true is it that they still have to sell out 40,000 tickets per night like that are still available? Do we have any reports on that? I assume I, it's still true. <laughs> I the last, That they haven't sold, you the, know. The last, I, I think it was Wrestling Inc., that I heard uh, reported this week, actually. This was earlier in the week, so it might have changed now. I think they got 60,000 tickets each night so far sold out. Like, sold. 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 60,000 But you, you fit 100,000, though, right, in that stadium? Yeah, a little over 100,000. Okay, so, yeah, they, they need to do something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that that's the thing, too. Like, they need to sell out, you know, the stadium two nights to get to that number that they want. It's like, man, like just announce Stone Cold is wrestling Kevin Owens. <laughs> just, just do it. Yeah, and then, like you said, it. if it ends up being like that brawl or whatever, I mean, it could last five minutes. I don't care. There's got to be a reason excited. why they're not announcing it as a full-fledged match. I know. I know. Well, I mean, you know, it could be the KO show Saturday, which turns into a match on Sunday, or it could just be, you know, it turns into a match five minutes after the KO show. I, I don't know. I but. think I think the Monday before WrestleMania – Austin makes an appearance, and then we get it being made an actual like street fight or something. I don't know. You think so? I mean, that that's what I would do it, but then again, I'm not doing creative or anything. Maybe you should. Yeah, man, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. Listen, uh, who knows? I don't know. I'm I'm definitely intrigued, but 
if you're telling me, you know, oh, you know, I should be more excited. I mean, why? You know, like, like unless I know for sure that we're going to get some, I know we're going to get some physicality, but like, unless it's going to be more than just a stunner and that's it. I need more than a stunner. Yeah. And, and I yeah, know that way more. And I know there's going to be peckerheads, right? Saying like, Oh, well he has a broken neck. Why then, then why do this thing? If, if why promote it? Like after 19 years, he's going to whatever. Why promote it? It has nothing to do with us being selfish as fans. But if you're giving us something, if you're giving us a tease, like something's going to happen, whether it's like a brawl or a match or something, and, and you're worried about the guy's neck, then, then don't do it. Listen, I'm sick of wrestling fans acting like we're all doctors here, okay? They, we did the same thing with Sting. Look at Sting now. He, he's jumping off of, uh, you know, guardrails and onto tables. I mean, the dude's like 60 years old. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't want to hear, oh, Stone Cold's neck issue. Like, listen, like, we don't know what right. type of shape this man is in. Right. Edge also had to retire because of neck issues. And look at him now. Mm-hmm. He's back. Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, he's back, okay? Uh, another one who's I think will be back eventually is Paige, okay? Mm-hmm. We haven't seen her in a while. She'll be back eventually. I don't want to hear, oh, he's got neck issues. The dude hasn't taken, like, bumps in, like, 19 years, okay? We don't know what type of shape he's in right now. I mean, listen, his neck could be totally fine. I'm sick and tired of everybody diagnosing these guys as if, like, you know, if you're they're, a doctor. Personal doctors, like relax. WWE and Stone Cold himself would not be doing this if his neck was still in bad shape. Now, but also remember, like even just the way that that medicine is nowadays, that should itself tell you that you don't know if he got any any neck uh, surgery done. You don't know if he got a second opinion. You don't know if he got anything done. Where now he's able to come back like Edge. You know, medicine has changed a thousand percent, even from last year, even from five years ago. Remember, he got this diagnosis 19 years ago. So I don't know. I th- I think we are definitely going to need more. Mario. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, speaking of Edge, how have you been enjoying this new version of Edge? Uh, it's like this dark. Um, a lot of people, when we got the first appearance of this new version of Edge, a lot of people were saying like, "Oh, he he um he kind of has like a House of Black type vibes to it," and mm-hmm. and like I get the comparison, but like I got something completely different. Like I saw, you remember Chris Jericho in two thousand seven, two thousand eight, when he started wearing suits and he started calling people like parasites and hypocrites. Mm-hmm. I got yep. a little bit of that from this new version of Edge. He has a new theme song now, which is also also Alter Bridge. I believe the song's name is The Other Side, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so he's completely changing the presentation of himself. Um, so far, I like it. I mean, I'm still always going to be a fan of the rated R superstar, him being sleazy and, you know, with, the with, um, the other ultra British song, uh, I think it's called, uh, Metal Lingus, if I'm not mistaken. I'm yeah, always going to be, I'm always going to yeah. be a fan of that, but this new version of Edge, this new presentation of Edge, I, I actually like it, man. Um, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's different, man. He wants he's going full fledged heel. We're getting a different side of Edge, and I know a lot of people were complaining that they changed his theme song. I'm never too happy about that because I I love his theme song. I, know, I, think, I think his theme me song too. is one of the best in wrestling. I've thought that for years. Mm-hmm. But the, his new new song is really good too. I mean, like you said, it's Alter Bridge, um, <clears throat> same band, and I think it's pretty badass. The whole presentation of him coming out. Um, I just think I think this is something new, something different. And hey, I give credit to Edge for for wanting to make this a little bit more interesting by changing, you know, his, his 
his character a little bit. Um, I mean, Heel Edge obviously was one of my favorites back in the day. I mean, he's, I know, me he's too, such a, bad, a badass heel. Um, so I dig it, man. AJ, I think, is coming back to Raw tomorrow night. So we'll we'll see how this feud continues. But I think it's been built up pretty good, man. Mm-hmm. I, I give credit to both guys. And it's like especially Edge, cutting those mm-hmm. insane promos that he cuts and uh, really just taking his character to a whole new level. And obviously, this is the match I think that everybody – can say that they're looking forward to the most at WrestleMania <laughs> because there's not many, there's not many to look forward to as of right now, but this is one that really stands out um, as a big time match. So I'm, I love the new presentation. of listen, listen, if I'm a betting man, if I'm a betting man, I put all my chips on this match to steal the weekend, you know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah so this match should be, uh, should be really, really good. All right. Let's, uh, let's move on to some AEW stuff. Our girl, Thunder Rosa, new AEW women's champion. They put on a fucking match Wednesday night on the main event, that cage match. I don't think it was better than their own sanction match, but it was still a really, really good match. It was brutal. Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa both played, uh, paid tributes. Uh, Thunder Rosa paid a tribute. If you look at her tights, it says 316 on her tights, you know, mm-hmm. a la Stone Cold. And then also, and she actually hit a stunner in the match as well. And then yeah. Britt Baker, her gear was inspired by the, uh, the bad guy, Razor Roman Scott Hall. So... Uh, I thought this match was really, really good, man. And I'm so happy for Thunder Rosa. I was actually listening uh, prior to Dynamite that night. I was listening to her on Busted Open. And she got really emotional talking about how much this uh, this moment's going to mean to her and this match. And she had, like, her family uh, being there and people that don't even watch wrestling just going there to support her or whatever. Uh, I'm really happy for Thunder Rosa. I'm a big Thunder Rosa fan. She really deserves it. And... I'm curious to see where she goes next from here, you know? Um, but, you know, congrats to Thunder Rosa. She fucking deserves it. I love their fucking entrance. Everything, everything, just everything. The presentation, just the, her reaction alone just gave me chills. Um, just watching Dynamite. Uh, and I really enjoyed the match, man. I thought uh, both women busted their ass in here. And listen, when it comes to violent matches and beating the shit out of each other, these two have great fucking chemistry, man. They really trust each other to just beat the snot out of each other. Yeah, they, they tore it up. Kudos to both of them for really just putting their bodies on the line all the time. I mean, these, in these types of matches, this is the second time now where they really just have done some brutal, brutal spots that you don't really expect. I mean, you wouldn't expect these two and, and women in general to really take, you know. Um, right. And that's not, you know, um, that's just the, the truth. We don't really see, you know, women take some crazy, as crazy bumps as we do some of the guys. And uh, one spot in particular when... Britt Baker falls off of um, off of the top rope and her spine literally hits the top of the, yeah. the chairs. I mean, she was creating like a, a freaking <clears throat> leaning pa- tower of, of Pisa with, with these chairs, mm-hmm. like just, <laughs> just stacking one on top of the other, on Crazy top of the other. And I'm like, bro. what is she doing? Like, who is going through this? I thought that was going to be the finish because I'm like, Jesus, like what the hell is about to happen? And then she just falls and lands spine first. Oh my Lord, man. And not to mention, of course, the thumbtacks and, you know, them blading and everything like that and just taking brutal chair shots and, and everything like that. I mean, the match was badass. And I don't I agree with you. I don't think it was um, as good as the unsanctioned match that they had a year ago. But it's always hard to top mm-hmm. uh, a match like that. You know, I think they they used the cage to their advantage just fine. And um, it was a great moment for Thunder Rosa finally winning the big one. I think she's one of the most hard 
the hardest working woman in professional wrestling. She's so passionate. Mm-hmm. Um, she definitely deserves it. It was time to end Brit's run, I think. And uh, it's just a crazy story. Like one year ago, these two tore it up mm-hmm. in that lights out match. Yep. Um, Brit, Brit actually lost. Thunder Rosa actually won, but lights out doesn't really count towards your record. And then, you know, Thunder Rosa wasn't signed, I don't think, at that point. And Britt ended up winning the world title a few months later and held on to it until now. And then one year later, they meet again. And Thunder Rosa is victorious over Britt. So Thunder Rosa has Britt's number. Great story. Um, But it's just, yeah, it's awesome, man. It's going to go down as one of the greatest, not only one of the greatest feuds in AEW, but one of the greatest women's wrestling feuds we have seen in years, man. I mean, these two will always be linked to each other because of the chemistry that they have with one another and because of the history making moments that they have created with each other. What I like about it too is, and this is credit to AEW as well, how their cage matches matter and mean something. Unlike, unfortunately I have to compare it to WWE. You know, when, when you watch a cage match in WWE and I know I'm not counting hell in the cell, even though you can make the same argument for hell in the cell matches, we got a really great Hell in a Cell match with Rollins and Edge, but come on, like in recent years, we can't say the same thing about other Hell in a Cell matches. And then cage matches are even worse. Like cage matches doesn't really mean anything in WWE. A la AEW, every cage match, when we got in three, and not well, not including uh, uh their war games, Blood and Guts, and not including that match, mm-hmm. but like their cage matches mean something and matter. Like, and and they and there's a reason for like this specifically, there was a reason for this being a cage match. It's because rebel and Jamie hater kept interfering and costing Thunder Rosa. So it made sense to just throw these two women in a cage. And I'm, I'm a little surprised, but I guess this is just me. Like just because I've watched WWE way too many times, I'm surprised that like rebel and Jamie didn't try and get involved in this. Right. And realistically, like how could they, okay. You know, like in WWE, they have guys, somebody come out and try to start like scaling the cage, right? Or try to distract the whoever's in there. Um, but obviously they weren't getting in this freaking cage. So I guess Tony Khan just figured it didn't make sense for them to try and get involved because how could they? Because they can't get in there anyways. Um, but we didn't even see them at all, which I was pretty surprised about. Uh, but the point I'm, I'm bringing up is that when we get a cage match in AEW, it just makes sense. And that's something that WWE, they just give us cage matches for the sake of giving us a cage match, but you know, steel cage matches have to make sense. You know, you have to keep somebody out and that's exactly the story here. So, um, I love that as well. Yeah. Great match. Uh, props to both women and very, very happy for Thunder Rosa. Um, okay. We got a really interesting segment on AEW and we get the explanation of Jericho appreciate appreciation society and while i still dislike the name i gotta say i really enjoyed this segment <laughs> listen man I, I hate the name i really do I, I don't like it at all i still wish they were called like inner circle 2.0 or or the new inner circle but man let me tell you man i really enjoy the segment the the them troll the trolling of of the wrestling fans because you know aw is for wrestling fans and just trolling with Calling themselves sports entertainers, and then you have Danny Gar, Danny Garcia, Daniel Garcia. That's an actual wrestler, you know. You see essence of Brian Danielson and his work. You know he's like a wrestler, wrestler, right? Saying 
Well, you know what I got something to say say to you. If you're to Chris Jericho, if you're a sports entertainer, that makes me I'm a sports entertainer too. Like what a fucking line, man. I, I really enjoy this segment so much. And it's something, bro. It's something. I think Jericho's gonna do he's he's kind of just they're setting the same foundation like they did with the inner circle. Except, you know, obviously Hager's still in the group, but now it's a different tag team and a different like uh, young prospect. You know, you had uh, LAX, Proud and Powerful, Ortiz and Sammy G before, and now you have 2.0 and Danny Garcia. It's something, man. And as a whole, as a group, I- I'm looking forward to what they're going to do. I still don't like the name of the stable, Jer- Jericho Appreciation Society. I still hate the name. But overall, I-, I enjoyed what we got, the presentation of this stable, man. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, you know, I know a lot of people are, you know, are not too fond of the name, myself included. But if you think about it, it makes sense to what the story is yeah. trying to become. You know, like Santana and Ortiz, they didn't appreciate Jericho. And now, you know, 2.0 comes out. They're cutting promos about how Jericho is one of the greatest of all time, blah, 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 this and that. Like the, the whole, it, it, the name makes sense for what they're trying to do. Right. And the fact that we hate it and everybody hates it, I think that's the point. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, this was awesome. I mean, listen, I have not really, I'll I'll always be a Jericho guy because obviously I respect the hell out of everything he's done in this business. And he's one of the greatest of all time. There's no doubt about that. Um, But lately, I just haven't really cared about what he has been doing. Every time he was on my TV, I just don't really care because I just feel like, yeah, like Jericho's just done. I mean, I I just, like he's done it all at this point. Like, I don't know. I'm just getting tired of seeing him on TV especially in AEW with how many other uh, stars there are that I want to see more so than him. But this is something that I can latch onto. This is something that can get me excited about Chris Jericho again, because I think he's perfect in this type of role. Uh, the fact that he's just going to be trolling everybody, calling himself a sports entertainer. That's a, that's the way to get heat in AEW. That, that's, that's just amazing, call yourself bro. a sports entertainer and that's it. I think, uh, especially, he, I think they found, I think Jericho found this by accident too, when Eddie Kingston called them, a sports entertainer and he saw the reaction from the yeah. crowd he's like hmm i got something here he's like i got something here and it, it's it's working out perfectly bro oh dude it's i mean especially like you said to daniel garcia who is a a wrestler you know a wrestler's wrestler couldn't couldn't be yeah couldn't be any more of a, of a professional wrestler calling himself a sports entertainer man i popped huge uh i thought the segment was great the promos were great and i'm looking forward to seeing them just come out week after week and trolling the audience i think it's it's fantastic stuff so yeah i'm, I'm looking forward to, to seeing where it goes for sure yeah man um i'm really digging the group like i said i still don't like the name but to what you said the name does make sense. And then even yeah. Jake Hager saying, like, we are jazz. <laughs> jazz, <said>. yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Like, well, as if that rolls off the tongue smooth. I you know, know like, man. Oh. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't sound like it just doesn't sound good. But you know. I do like the, I do like this group, man. I, I really like it. I, I'm really curious to see where they go from here. And it's something. It's definitely something. All right. The yeah. last topic I want to talk about today is we got this big announcement. This past week, Tony Khan made it official. We're getting FTR versus the Briscoes at Supercard of Honor in Dallas. Okay. Tony Khan is getting he he's gonna be full head in this show. Like he's taking creative, he's gonna book it. And this is I guess is gonna be like a the soft relaunch of Tony's vision of Ring of Honor. 
where do we see Tony going from here? And by the way, I just also got to add this. Briscoes are having such a busy weekend that weekend because not only are they fighting FTR at the Supercard of Honor show, they're fighting the Good Brothers, okay, at the Multiverse of Matches for Impact. And then they're in a three-way for GCW against Nick Gage, the Tremont, and Second Gear Crew. So they're, they're, they're weakened. It's like, and look at the teams. They're all fighting. It's going to be so brutal for them. But, you know. And, you know, <laughs> the Impact and Ring of Honor show are in the same night, too. Yeah. yeah. So they're going to, I mean, I assume the venues are close to each other. Right. right. That's the one thing I love about Mania Weekend in Dallas, too. It's like the all these guys could be on one show. They have the match, and then they, they literally leave, and they go to another show. <laughs> so nuts, um, too. So but nice. I just realized that that both of those shows, I don't know what the times are, but yeah, that, that's the same night. So the Briscoes wrestling the Good Brothers and FTR in the same freaking night, probably like two hours apart from each other. That's that's pretty crazy. It's so fucking nuts. It's so fucking nuts. But um, I'm happy that we're gonna get this match, and I'm really curious to see how this match ends. It's gonna be very telling who wins this match because I feel like that's gonna be like kind of a hint of the direction of Ring of Honor is gonna go into, but. Uh, Tony Khan also did make some comments about Ring of Honor saying like, yeah, he's going to be booking the show and he's wherever Ring of Honor ends up, whether it's a network or a streaming service, there is going to be weekly TV for Ring of Honor. So I'm very curious to see how this is going to work out and what do we expect here, man? What what do you think the future of Ring of Honor is going to be? Gosh, another wrestling <laughs> show to consume weekly. Oh my lord, man. That's just that's not what we need. Um come on, bro. You already killed him once. Don't kill him again. Oh no. man. Nah, man. I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm I'm back to supporting Ring of Honor, man. Tony Khan promotion. Gotta support it. <laughs> uh, Go ahead, bro. Yeah, no, I don't know what to expect, man. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to get a, a deal on, on you know, um, on television or if it's going to just be – listen, I don't. I feel like it, it can't be on the website again. I just feel like not enough people are going to go out of their way to watch Ring of Honor on, on their computers. Um, I feel like it needs to be on television, whether it's in a channel like, uh, like an Access TV or Paramount or something like that. Um, if it stays it, in the Turner, like – like universe right i think the most wwe thing that tony khan could do with ring of honor is putting ring of honor like on true tv or something yeah <laughs> something be, like that that yeah. would be the most right. wwe thing that he could do that's like a la putting ecw on sci-fi network <laughs> right right yeah well, sci-fi is another one yeah <laughs> um and listen like keep that show to a one hour um just a you know one hour show I don't know what night you put it on, bro. I mean, I, I really have no freaking clue. Um, but, you know, it, it's got to, he's got to, he can't treat it like a rampage. Or he can't treat it like dark. He's got to put some intriguing storylines on there. He's got to like, he's got to just really revive this company to make people excited to watch it, you know, uh, because I'll be honest, the format, uh, a rampage, <laughs> listen, I understand why they have a second show. Okay. And, and again, rampage is, is for the people who really don't get spots on dynamite. I get it. But man, if you look at these rampage cards week after week after week, they look awful, bro. I don't. I have not watched Rampage in like three weeks because there's. I'm not home to watch it, and I don't really want to go out of my way to watch it on the DVR because what am I going back to watch? I will say this about Rampage though, despite 
what kind of matches are booked on the show. I will say this, and this is credit to AEW, right? Even if it's like a match that it's like, why am I watching this? I'm, let me tell you something. They do amp you up because that that song alone for Rampage amps you up. It could be a garbage card, but oh, that yeah, song yeah, will hype so. you up. I'm like, this match is going to be terrible. But you know what? I'm kind of amped up to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, credit to AEW, but I do get what you're saying, though. The format yeah. for Ring of Honor needs to be totally different. And if we're going to put some stock, well, obviously, Tony did put stock in this company because he bought the company out. But if we're going to do something with this company, we got to make it feel special. I mean, listen, they could do, uh, you know, like, like the one hour format that NXT used to do on the network was great, man. Advancing storylines, uh, giving three, you know, four matches, maybe however many you could fit in an hour on there. It's really great wrestling matches, but also building stories. Man, that would be the probably the easiest show to digest. That, that would make weekly. sense, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like I said, that would just be an easy show, you know, to digest. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious. I'm curious to see what he does with this, Tony, because uh, he's got a lot on his plate already. And I just, you know, like I said, the one thing I'm really looking forward to is how Ring of Honor looks when it comes back, man, what the roster kind of looks like. Um you know, where they're streamed, where I can watch it. So, yeah, I'm definitely intrigued. Yeah, it's kind of one of those things that we'll, we'll wait. We'll wait and see. But it's Tony Khan doing it. So it's like I, I'm i in the in the mindset, like, it's got to be good. You know, even yeah. if we might critique a couple of things, I think overall it's got to be good if Tony's, you know, putting the work. Some kind of it. good. Yeah, you know, it has to be. You know, we're already getting FTR and the Briscoes. Like, come on, man. That's, that's a match we've been waiting for for months now. So, And he said some other AEW stars are going to be appearing on the Supercard show, too. I mean, it makes sense. if you, Especially if you keep hiring all these fucking talents. You got you got to do something. You yeah. put them, Now you have another brand. Put them in Ring of Honor. They, they only have three announced matches for that show, I, I believe, right? Shane Strickland and Alex Zane. Uh, FTR and the Briscoes. And I can't think and of the main event. Names. Jonathan Gresham and Britt. Oh, and, um, and yeah. Bandito. And you, you know, that's the wild card. What do you, what, what does Bandito do after Ring of Honor? Does he stick around with Ring of Honor? Does he, is he like one of these people that, yeah, does business with Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor and then they're like, he just does like matches all for all these different companies? Like, what does Bandito do? Yeah, man. I don't know. Uh, what do a lot of these guys, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, that's going to be another interesting factor, too. It's like, I know that they, I know Ring of Honor said, right, like once they came back, they weren't going to sign talent to Ring of Honor under contracts. But does that change now with Tony? Yeah, I think that, I think you make the argument that now that changes now that Tony owns it. I think Tony's probably going to sign certain talents, not everyone, but I feel like he'll Mm -hmm. sign certain talents like, all right, I'm signing you to a Ring of Honor deal, right? You still could do other bookings like GCW or whatever, right? And, Mm -hmm whatever as long as you know like kind of like an AEW deal but now you're signed specifically to ring of honor like i can see like the briscoes jonathan grisham bandito um mm-hmm. and maybe a couple other guys that i'm not thinking of you know you have a couple of good signings you could do mm-hmm. I could, I could... And, and there's you got your loyal ring of honor guys you know jonathan grisham i'm sure he would love to be signed to another deal with ring of honor um guys like the kingdom i know they're working a lot of impact right now but i don't i don't i mean who knows i don't know if they're signed to impact or not but guys like uh like a mike bennett um you know like a matt taven i just feel like they would definitely sign with ring of honor again you know um like this, there's a lot of loyal guys uh to that brand that i think would definitely sign contracts there. i mean anybody really would i mean let's be honest i mean you know 
a guy like uh, Cesaro, who's on the free agent market, you know, I know he's got the, well, actually, I don't think he's got the no compete because I think his contract just expired. But, um, you know, he obviously made his name in Ring of Honor. Who's to say that he wouldn't want to sign a deal with yeah. Ring of Honor yeah. over like AEW? And then again, if you sign with Ring of Honor, you could appear on AEW TV and vice versa. You're signed to AEW. I don't know why you can't appear on Ring of Honor, you know? So that's kind of like a joint company. Uh, which is kind of cool. You mentioned Matt Taven and Mike Bennett of the Kingdom, whatever, and you know how they're doing business with, with uh, Impact right now with the Honor No More storyline, which I've been fucking enjoying 1,000%, but if they could somehow blend that in, like with Ring of Honor, where they could do both, like kind of Honor No More, like causing havoc both in Ring of Honor and Impact, I, I think that's something there too. I think it's a very intriguing storyline. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, listen, that's the beauty of, of wrestling and well, you know, what AEW, Ring of Honor, and Impact are doing. I mean, they're all working together, all these companies, man. I mean, I just saw, actually, before we went on the air, AEW's working with DDT now. Yeah, yeah. yeah Christopher cool. Daniels, they, they made the announcement. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like every company's working with each other, and it's a beautiful thing, man. Except so it's like, WWE. really, yeah. I mean, any they could, all <laughs> these things WWE. could blend together. Like mm-hmm. I said, who's to say that, you know, they can't appear on Impact as well as Ring of Honor? Like, why not? Who's to say that somewhere down the line, we get an actual all-in show again? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, I don't think it's out of the question, man. I really think a super card type of show with Impact, New Japan, Ring of Honor, AEW, I think, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's really a no-brainer somewhere down the line, man. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, Tony Khan obviously has is a great booker. Um, and I'm sure he's got a bunch of fantasy cards that he would love to, uh, you know, turn into a reality, and he has the power to do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he were a wrestling fan, and I think the three of us are, right? If we were a wrestling fan and you had a page, uh, um, your wallet that you can basically pay these guys and you're doing it for profit, of course you're going to do it. Of course you're going to have an all-in. Of course you're going to have all that. Because at the end of the day, he's not just another crazy fan like us just trying to put something together. He's actually making revenue from it. And people talk about, oh, but he lost money, he lost money. So did the WWE for years before they actually hit it big. So... Ali, he's gonna do it. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm we very. Trust. I'm very intrigued by Ring of Honor, and I know that Tony Khan gets a lot of uh, uh, flack from uh, a portion of the wrestling audience. Fuck that wrestling audience. You know what? Like I say every single week, you could criticize um, somehow. You could criticize maybe his booking decision at times. You could criticize how he keeps signing all these deals. But guess what? When it comes to a week to week basis, they have the most exciting product. It's must-watch television, and there's no argument there. Yeah, I mean, and dude, this guy, where would wrestling in 2022 be without this guy? Mm-hmm. I'm talking about professional wrestling. I'm not talking right. about WWE and sports entertainment. I'm talking about pro wrestling. Where would where would the wrestling world, or what would the landscape look like mm-hmm. if it weren't for Tony Khan, you know, coming you know, in? You know and, what? And, you could you even know. make the argument that because of AEW, other promotions have been stepping their game up to make their product better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. So, you know what? That that's where we're at, and yeah, and I'll stick to it. Yeah, pretty much, pretty <laughs> much, pretty much. Survey you, says AEW's killing it. How about that? <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> I a short show this week, guys. Um, I think we covered everything we needed to cover. Uh, Ryan, give me your plugs now. All right, at least Outsiders on Twitter. Give that a follow if you haven't already. Um, definitely some good stuff coming up, man, especially for WrestleMania. I'll be yep. posting a lot of good content on there, of course. And um, the Wrestling Radar on YouTube. Uh, please subscribe. Leo. I usually say LosRadio.com, but 
I'm not going to say that today. I'm going to tell you to go to LuchaOutsiders.com. LuchaOutsiders.com where you can get all the info that we put up. We actually have a news page too. People don't even know that. Uh, LuchaOutsiders.com. You go there right now. Look. Bloop. And it takes you over. You have all the wrestling news of everything that we post. You guys can also get your merch from uh, the Lucha shop. Uh, yeah. LuchaOutsiders.com. We're still working on that Lucha X. I took it out. Uh, but there you go, Murray. Lucha Outsiders. So, some quick house cleaning news. Next week, we're not hacked. Oh, sorry. We will be our final show before Mania, so we'll be heavy on. I the think m- I'm gonna go. <laughs> I think. Oh, sorry. <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. 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 Go. Okay. Yeah. Off. Who the hell told you tonight was open mic night, bitch? Cody did. Cody. So it will be our final show before Mania, so we'll have a lot of Mania talk. Maybe we'll get into some predictions for some of the matches. Ryan is ecstatic about the Mania card, so that should be fun. And he's going to go wait. to Mania. That's the funny part. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, uh, you know, you, you buy tickets for this, uh, you know, months before you even know what anything is going to be on the card. And I give WWE the benefit of the doubt because it's Wrestle Freaking Mania. And then this is the crap that they end up giving me. So, uh, <laughs> You know. <laughs> so we'll cover about Mania. We'll cover Mania and whatever happens uh, during the weekend. That will be our final show, um, Mania weekend. We'll take a break, no show, and then we'll come back the following weekend when Ryan gives us our recap of his WrestleMania shenanigans. You know what's funny? Last year, our final show before Mania was the week where they debuted the new IWGP World Title, and man. That was such a shit show episode because we were crapping on the title and it was just a mess of stuff. But um, yeah, we'll see what happens this year. You can follow us at Lucha Outsiders everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's us, baby. We're not hacked anymore. We are (laughs) back. Not in black, but we're in back. We're back, Lucha Outsiders everywhere. If you miss anything or everything on today's episode, make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast version of the show. iTunes, SoundCloud, you want to be fancy. Apple Podcasts, tune in La Mescla app. Roast, LosRadio.com. Roast. Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast needs. And that is it. Roast. 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 Roast Radio. Roast Radio. So, Ryan, how much do you love this WrestleMania card, though? Come on. Oh, man. Dude, I mean, like, I was looking at both nights, right? I was searching up the the cards on both nights, and I'm like, there's probably, like, one match on each night that I'm looking forward to. Really, I, 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 like... All right, so you got got Edge and Edge and AJ. Yeah. Brock and Roman, I'm looking forward to that. Listen, it's safe to say we're getting Rollins and, and Cody. Yeah, alright, I look forward to that. Um That's it. Bianca Becky? Bianca Becky? Yeah, alright. But I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say like I'm like, oh my god, I can't wait like we've never seen it before, you know? Like The match right? is like, gonna be good, but the story it, getting into like, it. Where's the build? Been, right. I tell you, you know? what, man. While the the they're, they're start, Charlotte and Ronda's winning me back a little bit, man. Let me tell you, Charlotte Yeah. Little bit, little bit. Charlotte little bit. is—I just think she's just next level. I think she's a once in a lifetime performer, bro. She really is. Oh, dude, yeah. I mean, listen, there's no denying that. You know? And just, Ronda, Ronda's looked awful. I know we haven't seen her in the ring, but she has. She looks like she's got no charisma, no enthusiasm. She no, never did. Doesn't want to be. She just the, the brawl that they had on Friday, man. 
was the sloppiest thing I've ever seen. It looks like Ronda got worse well, since her last run. That powerbomb for Charlotte? Jesus Christ. Uh -oh. All right, for the old man, Leo. For Ryan Radar that's going to Mania. <laughs> I'm yours truly, Mr. Radar. Until next time, keep Radar and stay